Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, here we go. Tuesday, January 12th edition of the Lori and Julia show. And as you all know, January 12th is National Pharmacist Day. So we want to start out the show by just wishing all our favorite pharmacists out there a very special day from all of us on the Lori and Julia show. And here for more on that are the drive uh, the drive time divas. The drive time divas. The drive I'm, I'm Julia-ing here. Thank yeah. you. The drive time divas. Mm-hmm. Lori and Julia. Okay, thank you. Julia and Lori. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh okay, gosh. so we forgot. So yesterday I'm like, what is significant about January 11th? Why is this day ringing in my heart? Well, it was a date we were so excited about, January 11th, 2020, because that was the date we were going to Oprah Winfrey's Vision Tour oh. at Excel Center. And it was on a Saturday, and yes, it was it very was. cold, and it yes, was your it was. life in focus. And Oprah Winfrey named nine cities she was going to go to, and it was part of WW, Weight Watchers, and it was self-impart, self-discovery, part dance party, part self-improvement. We got workbooks, and, but we it did. was actually really a it was, fun day. It, was it feels a, like 100 years ago. It was a great day, and she said, you know, basically, she, you're talking about her spiritual core, setting the vision, living with, an intent, with intention, and um, good thing we got to go to that before all this went. Maybe we were subconsciously even because I carried that notebook that I did take notes. I did in too for quite a while. I did the pre- power being present yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, I just thought that was such a big day for us. And you were so poo pooing and like, yeah, yeah, they're gonna give us a notebook and I went again. Oh you yeah, no, I was. But really we worried. had such a great time, and yeah. I just remember some of the people we saw there. Molly, I'm talking about you, mm-hmm. Lisa. I went, you know, and some of. It was just such a great, positive female energy day. Yes, it was. Remember that? Yeah. The and only the, thing that we really laughed at was Julianne Hoff and her salmon-colored... Can, can energy. Yeah, her workout gear, which just made her look like... Um, it was labia rose. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was labia rose. Rock. <laughs> it, it, it was a bit much. And not all labias are rose, so I'm just hey. saying because she's a white girl... I just felt like that whole outfit, I could not That stop. color was so in vogue that... Labia pink <laughs> last year was so in in vogue in so many workout clothes and you see it like at Athleta and you saw it in Kate Hudson's line. I just hate that color. We hate that color in I general. I like my workout clothes dark, dark, same navy. Don't want to see black. the sweat lines. I don't need gray. But do you remember yeah, that yeah, was yeah. such a fun day? Fun day and so it was. And it was just a year ago. I, Julia, I'm not allowing myself to do any of this just a year ago business because that is a trail of thinking. 
I learned early on in the pandemic, if you were going to survive this, you can't think about what were you doing a year ago, oh, stuff that you're missing. I only think about so the positive painful. memory. Well, yeah. it was it a, was a positive it memory. It was a positive yes. memory because it was... And we was, were excited about that date. I remember. And we had no idea what was to come. No, we were so excited about that date. Yeah, so how any, long did it last? It was all day. It was, it was all day. It was like a, a Saturday. Seven hour. Mm-hmm. We got lunch and everything. It was super and fun. Tina Fey was there. Tina Fey was the guest speaker, and um, Lady Gaga was the the one before um, Minnesota. Yeah. We were happy with Tina Fey. She was she fun. was great. Yeah, that was really really a fun day. Just if people want to, because a lot of our listeners were there. Because then next week we're going to have to relive that it would have been SAG, almost. Well, we can do that. Oh, I can't. That one is pain. That one could make me cry. Well, thinking about missing that. Yeah, I know. You know, the Oprah one doesn't make me cry. I'm glad we got to do it. The SAG, oh, that's a painful one. That is a painful one. Are you sure you're invited back? Well, they're not having having a red carpet, is the rumor. Okay, really? Even when they because they're it got bumped to June or something. No, right? no. the fourteenth of March, okay, the same March. the same night as the the um, Grammys, Grammys. Bigfooted them. Remember, we had remember this? the Bigfoot, yeah. the Bigfoot, boom, 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 boom. Okay, so yeah, put this off. I put this off with Casey. You know, one of the little um, we'll call it a. Um, Amuse bouche is oh, that yeah. the right uh-huh. word you say that uh-huh. the, uh, the appetizer yeah, between little, to clean your yeah. palate yeah. amuse bouche between this whole pandemic has been um, S Creek, yes, the show. Okay, and um, really, I Smith's Creek. Yeah, I just call it S Creek, mm-hmm. and um, I really said to Casey, let's savor it. We just savor it, and we can't, you know, because there's just. Because that show exploded really in the pandemic. I mean, at the you, very beginning of it, and it won all the it, awards for the Emmys, and, dropped on yep. Netflix and stuff. But it is always aired on pop TV, and and uh, I remember my brother was an early one of this, and I Casey and I watched like the first season of it, and then we kind we kind of forgot about it, and we didn't watch it again, you know, because mm-hmm. it was like a long year. Anyway, we finished it uh, last night. They're just. With all the news and everything had just so been sad? so upsetting. So we watched the last four and, you know, they're only a half hour. Right. Oh, my gosh. I We were both so bummed. And then as soon as you finish it, um, a year ago, when they wrapped up, what is the sixth season, sort of in summer of mm-hmm. 2019, the show had taken off a couple years ago, making critics lists and getting a lot of celebrity fans talking about it even before you know covid right so they made a documentary so as soon as you're done watching it on netflix this documentary comes up called best wishes warm regards um uh an s creek farewell it is so worth watching do you have to have seen s creek to watch the documentary i think so yeah. you would be a fan Rob, of it like you watch this I've watched one or two. I want to watch it. Same. It's got all my favorite people in it. I just it, haven't. It's just joy. Okay? It is just a joy of a show. And the it's bliss. the underlying message that's in it is such a wonderful one for all of humanity. It's just such an... What is it? That, well, it's just you can find... Your home is where your heart is. It's not far from, you know, Dorothy or anything like yeah. that. And... Um, but what we learned from this documentary that was so fun. So the gal plays Alexis, um, um, 
Rose, uh, that actress, she hadn't worked in two years in Hollywood. All she was doing was going to auditions, auditions, auditions. Is she one of the daughters? Is she the daughter? She's this, yeah, she's okay. the sister, Alexis. Okay. And they had interviewed like 200 actresses and they just hadn't found the one. And in her audition, she was it. So they were like super excited. Uh, Eugene Levy, you know, plays the dad. He wasn't sure Dan could, he's like, what, you want to do a show about this family that has money and loses it all? Because all Dan had ever done was host multiple things for MTV Live, for MTV Canada. The son never did anything acting like Second City TV, like the dad and everything like that. And that Moira, um, his he wanted her to have a fabulous wardrobe because he remembered all the name checking that went on with like Sex in the City and other shows, so they he wanted Moira to be in fabulous um, named clothes because she's just like killer. I mean, she's the new gay icon drag yes. person. Yes, you know, yes, they have yes. a, a night of a thousand Moiras. There's so many iterations, but it was Catherine O'Hara's. She brought in the wigs because wigs help her improv and say some of the just amazingly fabulous things that Moira. Mm-hmm. So the does. son Dan Levy. Was created it. He went to his it, dad. They did oh. a fifteen-minute thing. They Love talked it. Catherine O'Hara into it, and then when it got picked up, they were just shocked. And then they had to cast it. And, and then the minute though it was on TV for f- quite a few years, like three years, wasn't it? Before it went to four, four before it went to Netflix, mm-hmm. and then boom, boom. Anyway, boom. it's really, it's really good. Well, that's or a maybe good you didn't know about it, and you finished watching the show. But families are watching it together. It's just. It's just an endearing show. I could go back and watch that. You over could go again. back, yeah, because yeah. I watched the first uh, three seasons. You know, so long ago, exactly. Yeah, who can say? Who, who can, can remember say? what happened? Anyway, just highly recommend that if you just need like a smile, a lift mm-hmm. of a show, something nice. that'll just. I mean, that show is the one to give you some joy. Let me tell you. I, I like Moira. that endorsement. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, yesterday, Julia went Julia Sugarbaker on the February issue of Vogue. And Julia, so many people are joining you. Anna Wintour has had to issue an official statement. All kinds of brouhaha. Who's on the cover of the February? Kamala Harris, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Is on the cover and um, looking dowdier than dowdy. Oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, if you want to see a February cover, we Holly posted the L cover of February with the yes. uh, Jody Turner Smith on the cover. Just fabulous. But anyway, um, I'm thinking of the December issue of Vogue had AOC on the cover and some beautiful designer Alexandria. O- okay, whatever the yeah yeah the Congresswoman. Oh AOC, yeah yeah. She goes by the initials. Okay. So. Anyway, in in like a fabulous outfit, but somehow or another, um, Jenna Bush Hager already, it seemed like she already had an interview with like Kamala's niece, I think. So we'll let GMA take okay. the story. It's one of the most coveted covers in publishing, Vogue, signifying more than just style or status, but also celebrating a moment in history. And for Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, many are saying this moment missed the mark. Exciting, right? But it's not without controversy. Vogue releasing two versions of the cover online. A print version featuring the VP in a casual look wearing Converse sneakers. 
and a second, more formal digital cover. Reaction was swift and critical, many criticizing the casual nature of the cover. One person tweeting, it was disrespectful. Noted Washington Post critic Robin Gavon writing, the cover did not give Kamala D. Harris due respect. It was overly familiar. It was a cover image that, in effect, called Harris by her first name without invitation. Even the vice president-elect's niece, Mina Harris, tweeting, please don't ask me about the cover. This week has been hard enough. Oh, I thought she, the niece was on. And Robin right. Givens also said, to be on the cover of Vogue is such a huge thing. Huge. This was like, she, she said something basically, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, Kamala Harris did not get her roses with this cover because it is such a cheap-looking, shoddy-looking thing. Let's just play with one more okay. audio, and then I'll give you the Anna Wintour, because she got dragged by her little Bob all over the internet for 24 <laughs> hours. I sat down with Harris Monday to talk about her upcoming children's book, Ambitious Girl, where she also shared her reaction to the cover. It deserves the proper celebration of that moment, especially, you know, uh, for a magazine that often has not had black women on the cover. I love the photos of the powder blue suit. I, I, I love those, and I think that um, Tyler is incredibly talented. And, of course, the woman who wrote the article, uh, it's a lovely, amazing, inspiring interview. Both images were shot by photographer Tyler Mitchell, who in 2018 became the first black person to shoot a Vogue cover. Vogue releasing a statement saying in part, the team at Vogue loved the images Tyler Mitchell shot and felt the more informal image captured Vice President-elect Harris's authentic, approachable nature, which we feel is one of the hallmarks of the Biden-Harris administration, adding, we're celebrating both images of her as covers digitally. For Harris's niece, the focus should be on her aunt's message, not the controversial cover. I think, again, it's, it's a big moment, and I'm glad that, you know, Tyler captured um, images in that blue suit that I think um, are deserving uh, of of that you know ex- of this extraordinary moment. And the the thing is, is that Vogue didn't, and they're saying that they never had an agreement with the vice president elect's office to have this the more beautiful cover, the powder blue suit with the gold, respectful. Yes, that that was from. Harris's point point of view, her team, that was the cover right. and the other picture was inside right. of it. And let's roll up our sleeves and get some work done, kind of. Well, but, but still and he, she's the vice president even of the United to States. Say, though, even in the statement that Anna puts out that they wanted her to look accessible and approachable. Like what a regular person looks like, which uh, the Hollywood speak on that. And of course, regular. she thinks peasants look bad. This is how regular people that wouldn't, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's not a regular person. She's all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien podcast or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounters stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The vice president of the United States in a week. Yes. She's the first female vice president right. of the United States. It's a historic moment. And again, she just looks dowdy. I'm curious why Anna changed the cover when they agreed on the other cover. I, that I, is what's not really being addressed here at all. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. they're flat out just saying that they didn't have that agreement in place. And let's face it, Kamala Harris, as vice president-elect, has way bigger things to be worrying 100%. about than this. 100%. So they're not going to push back on that storyline. Yeah. But it's so, it kind of shows how out of date Anna Wintour is in her thinking. Mm-hmm. It really is because I do, I look back, I mean, you know, Vogue is seven ninety nine on the newsstand. Right. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, maybe 25 or 35, you know, to subscribe for a right. year. But to me, they had a real chance to sell a lot of the magazine. 100%, especially coming off of their big success with Harry Styles. Yes. And where it sold out and there was enthusiasm and excitement over freshness. But but again, when people look at it, if anyone wants to call in, 651-641-1071. We don't really have any time for that. But, but if you want to, gosh, Lori, you're so... Well, I'm just saying we're running we're, we're running out of time. Yeah. If you would look at the clock. I love when you invite I people to call. I love it when and you're when good to go. But anyway, I just think, you know, Kamala just, you know, I mean, she has, this would have been if, like, you and I have done photo shoots over the years, and we go through those things, and I mean, if we had a constipated smile like this, neither one of us would approve of the other person of what that, because to me, that smile is a constipated fake smile. It's really bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. Well, And and I I just think... I'm glad Anna got dragged by Same. her bob. Same. Anyway, you know, to I'm just saying, May 1st is coming, the Met Gala. She's just not with it. You, you know, Lori, I... She's not with it. Here's somebody who's with it. Jason Wu is launching a makeup brand at Target, and according to the people at Allure, it's worth it. Really? It's a 25-product makeup line with an extensive range of nudes quote-unquote, skin colors. I'm looking at it right now. We would want the eyeshadow. I'm already yep. buying it. I can already see this, and it's affordable. Well, you know, Target talked about expanding their makeup um, area to have better brands, and they, what a, isn't it Ulta Beauty that's partnering with them? Yeah, they're going to have like... Ulta uh, Beauty mm-hmm. inside of Target, like how Sephora's inside of JCPenney's. When do you, I mean, I very often... I always buy something in makeup at Target if I'm in there. Because it's right, it's, I, it's the most right well-lit the, section of the store, right, and it's and just... It's right there. It's and right it's, there, and it's begging you, it, buy it me, buy me, buy me. It's so well-lit. It, it's think intoxicating. It's just, it is. Mm-hmm. It's intense. It's inten- intentional right. on their part to get us going. Oh, look at the time, Julia. I know. I, I wasn't looking at the clock. <laughs> Sorry about that. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted and we were off our producing game, Pamela McNeil. Otherwise, we would have introduced you with one of your own songs. 
Oh my gosh, it's all good. Hi, you and Pamela McNeil, songwriter, very talented singer songwriter, and um, just one of our favorite people. And we follow you on Facebook and Twitter, you know, everywhere. And we're so happy about uh, that, you know, because one of the things we were enjoying. You know, before we had to shut down because of the the COVID was spreading so bad, was the shows at the Chanhassen in the big dinner theater side of music were were really doing quite well, and it was a way to get people's you know performing and getting paid again. And right. now that's back, and you're going to tell us about it. First of all, I'm so happy to talk to you too. I miss you, and it's so great to be here, and it's so great to be talking about good news for once. No <laughs> um, <laughs> We are so excited. Yes, Rumors and Dreams, are, my Fleetwood Mac tribute, um, are at the Chan this weekend, and first uh, concert back after the shutdown around Thanksgiving, and we're just so excited. I mean, you know, even if it's you know a 25 percent. Just to have a crowd full of people, you know, um, who just want to be there and have us be able to perform for people. Just that live kind of connection that you, you know, you, you do the online stuff, but it's just not the same, you know, you, right. do, you do as good as you can. But just to have that is like this gift that I think everybody kind of will never take for granted again, you know, getting mm-hmm. to do that. And the Chan does such a great job with all the social distancing and they have a new air filtration system and it's just, I'm super excited to get to see everybody again in that, And that room is big. It, it usually it is. seats 600 people. The max yep. that you will have for a show is 150. Yeah. And it's huge. Right. And so, and there's, you know, you people can have food. They can go there for dinner yep. ahead of time. So it's just like, you know, how the distancing is going on in restaurants right I now. But it's even bigger. I feel like the Chanhassen Dinner Theater is like the um, Carlton Supper Club right yeah. now. Celebrity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Celebrity room. Yes. No, they do such a great job there. And, and everybody that I've known that, you know, that was coming before we got shut down again, um, just had nothing but great things to say. And um, so it's just, I just, I just have to say hats off to them for doing such a great job and taking everyone's safety into consideration, making it priority number one. And also hats off to all the musicians that I've worked with who do such a great job at that. Right, okay. so the the Rumors and Dreams, the Fleetwood Mac show that you're doing, it's Friday, and, this Friday and Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Saturday are, sold out, Jules. Oh, it, uh, of mm-hmm. course, you always sold but, out, Pamela. How much How much is it, left for Friday? Not just um, There are a handful of tickets, I believe. You have to call the box office, but... Um, yeah, it's, you know, as soon as, you know, we didn't know it was going to happen. And as soon as it went on sale, it just sold like hotcakes. So, um, I think people were ready to just <laughs> get out and do something. Uh, so yeah, but call the box office. There are a handful of tickets. They also have some great shows coming up, um, you know, in the weeks to come. Tom Petty tribute, uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates and Van Morrison. And then I'll be back with Wild Angels, um, March 5th and 6th at the Chan, uh, Chan Hassan Dinner Theater with, my best friends, Mary Jane Alm and Amy Lee, and that's right. really a fun show, too. So There's so many great shows coming up. I mean, you have The Gospel According to Elvis, uh. um, Cat Stevens. I mean, this is so... You go to the Chanhassen um, Dinner Theater dot... What is it? Dot org? What is it? People it's can figure it Chanhassen, out. It's at Chanhassen DT, mm. as in D for dinner, T right. for theater, dot com. And, and I will say, you know, the state-of-the-art um, air filtration system and the safety protocols, people are finding, you know, this isn't spreading. 
you know, COVID at the chat. Right. You know, it was right. it was limited number of bars where people are on top of each other, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Right, so, right, right. And it's a respectable group, and how fun to hear live music. And so for you, you performed this fall live, right? Yeah, I did, yes. What was we that like? Angels there and, you know what? It was awesome. I didn't know what to expect, but it was just, I think, it was just wonderful. I can't even say enough about it. Everybody felt safe, and everybody was like, oh, my God, this is so great to be able to you know, get out again and, and see music. And so it really was, it felt, it felt safe. It felt, but it felt wonderful. I'm so glad this just makes me happy. And Lori is our live music gal, you know, oh. she's just, and so is Rocco. Yeah. Um, this oh, is, that's awesome. And I think, you know, the thing that a friend of mine who went to one of these shows before the shutdown and it, it was some, it was this tribute show that Mick Sterling was doing, but she's like, my husband loves the limited size crowd because sure, that has right. been his beef with going out is he doesn't like watching music with so many people in general before yeah. COVID and, and everything. Before COVID so this ever like, happened. And so the fact that an you, introvert's dream come true. Kind of. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, and I also really love that you can have your dinner there. Yes. You don't have to go to any other part, any place. You can just sit there. And like have a night out, you know. I love this. I know. Lori, we Plus, gotta the go. food is good. At I know. Chan. We've always liked the food. We that's love the good. Chan. Yeah. Well, oh I'm... my god, the chicken, the chicken Chan. <laughs> the chicken Chan. And then is Stevie Ray? Do you know? Are they doing the comedy yep. improv in the the fireside? They're, they're, they've got a new show opening this weekend uh, at the fireside, starting again. Uh, I think it's on weekends, if I'm not cor- yeah. uh, not okay. mistaken, in the fireside. Yep. Pamela, so it's just so good to have everybody back. It really oh, is. How's the songwriting? Oh my God, you guys! I have been writing like I don't even know. I don't even know what's going to happen. I I like I write and I don't even listen to it. I just go to the next one. So I've got a whole phone full of like three hundred ideas. <laughs> well, that's so great. Yeah, I plan on um, trying to start working on a new album here coming up. Uh, really soon because i have nothing else to do so i just well, yeah it seems like this would be the uh, one thing that song writers you know and you would i would call you a prolific songwriter yes. when we look at yeah you know all the great songs that you've written and your beautiful voice i mean you are oh. the, you are the love child of stevie next janice Chaplin, and uh chrissy hind <laughs> Still my favorite quote yeah. of all time. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, know. I mean, that that's how your voice, it just sounds like it, it can uh, hit all of that. And I always want, like, Kelly Clarkson, or I just want somebody to record <laughs> one of your songs so you can just make a gajillion dollars. Well, you know, the great thing about songwriting, you know, there are days when I just want to give up, but you can't give up because that could happen. You never know, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pamela, will you... Um, just like tell Rocco a song that he could pick. I forget the last song that we had when we had you on. I feel like it was a country, so he can find oh, that. Yes. What you song? Could play, uh, smoking a uh, little bit of uh, solitary or dear radio. All right, Rocco, do you mind looking for those? Either I those? will look for those. So yeah, solitary. It. Yeah, because it's we so love nice to voice. hear your voice, honey. And I ran, I ran into one of your CDs the other day. <laughs> I literally American Dreams. It was at the cabin. American yeah. breakup. Yeah, American breakup. breakup. Yeah. And at the cabin, I have a CD player inside, and I put it in, and I'm just like. This just brings back the best memories of meeting you our very first time at the State Fair. And you coming no, I met her at Bunkers. Well, you met her before. <laughs> no, I, you know, I think where it did was we meet? at Grandma's Marathon. Oh, oh, that's right. You, you, yes. that's right. You played before GB in the tent. That's, 
That's right. Remember those days? That was uh, wild. We we can't wait for him to come back. <laughs> I can't either. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Rocco's going to try to find it. So here, here we, we go. go. Here's a little Pamela McNeil. <laughs> Solitary. That the just that that song in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just. You know what I was going. I was on a, I had the idea I had the song title and I was going to go down to Nashville like the next day and I literally wrote it like in 20 minutes. I mean it just came to me. Oh my god. Yeah. You and you and Dolly. <laughs> I love Dolly. I know it. That's how yes. she though has described her songwriting thing is that sometimes they just you know Blah. they just come to you. And it's kind of ma- like you you know it, it's sort of like a stream of I don't know it's like it comes from somewhere else and it just filtrates through your I don't know, into your body somehow it comes out. It's weird. And then do you come up with the, the mute? So the lyrics come first or sometimes you get the lyrics and the tune? You know what? It, 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 it's all different. Sometimes it's the lyric. It might just be like that. I had the, the word solitary. I like the idea of, of living, being in solitary confinement, kind of feeling like you are because I was going through my divorce, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what that's about. And then sometimes it's a, it's a hook that comes. It's a, maybe a chorus hook. And then you try to work your way towards it. And sometimes it's the melody that comes first. But um, you kind of know what when the good ones are to work on them. But they, they kind of lead you, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it could happen either way. Pamela, anyway. did you ever have an experience like uh, Keith Richards and roll over and press record on your cassette to hear what you'd written the night before? <laughs> yes. You have? Yes. I have. I don't, not a cassette, but like with my phone. Okay. There's been times where I'll, I'll leave something I'm like, what was that? that? Oh, oh my God, that's oh. actually good. <laughs> that's Pamela that's all, McNeil. Yeah, that's always one of my uh, Keith Richards stories that I love is the hook. I think Rocco was in satisfaction that he said that, that he reached I, over and pressed play, and that was like <laughs> the satisfaction. I'm trying to lick. remember. Was, we just told it about in this. the memoir, and it's yeah. kind of a famous story. He said it in interviews. So it's my go to musician question, Pamela. <laughs> oh no! I it's it's all good. You know, it's it's a mystery to me too. So, <laughs> well, we just can't. We're so delighted that Chan is open for business and that you have all these great shows. And and if if you can't go this weekend to Pamela McNeil's Rumors and Dreams, then you've got Tom Petty tribute. You've got Hall and Oates with McSterling, Van Morrison, Sinatra, Peter Paul and Mary, Patsy Cline. I mean, there's so much good stuff happening there. And Stevie Ray's comedy is going on all the time. So. Yay! Yeah, and I would check yeah, out tickets sooner rather time. than later. Yes, yeah. because like you said, yeah. there's just a few left for Friday night, but Saturday sold out. Yeah, and I exactly. Like but check and see. We're you know? going to. Well, happy New Year, honey! It's so good to hear from oh, you, and we're glad that Chan Hansen is open. Yeah, me too. And you know what? I just love you guys. You know, keep rocking and doing your thing because you guys really make a beautiful difference in the world. Oh, that's so nice of you. Thank you for saying that. All right, yeah. take care, woman. Cheers. Okay, you too. All right, when we come back, we've got, oh, Tom Jones. Tom Jones. 20 lashes with a wet noodle for us because last week when we did our new music Friday, <laughs> we left off Zane's song and in a billboard poll of the best new releases last week, this Vibes is beat Taylor Swift's uh, song right where you left me and it's time to go as the favorite song of and the zane is one of our one direction yes, boys, guys yes. isn't he and it's vibes with a z do we like it it's i do rocco sounds kinda, like 
I would never download this song or listen no. to it again. <laughs> no, well, how I would lose it on, I'd listen on new music this week. It could be on a, you know, sexy time loop. I, yeah. I'd have it be in there. I could see how you could, you know, put on some high heels. Yeah. yeah high heels yeah. in your home, Marco. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we had the shoe conversation I'm feeling, yesterday. I'm feeling yeah. that part of the song, okay. you know. Okay. So in other music news, well, I know there are two big Tom Jones fans around here, Petit Moi and Colleen Lindstrom. And I don't know about Rocco. I think she's bigger than you. I'm in on Tom Jones. You yeah, are in on I, Tom Jones. And and really... I forgot he was not... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I did. He's Sir Tom Jones. Sir yes. Tom Jones, that is correct. And at Bonnaroo 2018, one of the highlights for Casey <gasps> and I, highlights, was seen... <laughs> Tom oh, Jones. He's a lady. Will you find that song? Because that is a song. Okay, but no, we don't All get right. him out of order. Right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're listening to other stuff. But he was really, I mean, even Casey was blown away. And at the time, two years ago, I think Tom Jones was like 77. Didn't his wife recently pass away? Possibly. That yeah. might be his long-suffering long, wife who never left yes, uh, Scotland the, the house. Or, or Wales. But, but still he was... Gutted. Yeah, but he looked like a million bucks. He okay. had the high waisted pants on. Only two years ago, that was longer than no, that. Like it was just it will be three years this May, but All it right. was in uh, 2018, Jeez. and right. he had the high waisted yes. pants on. He had a blazer on. I mean, it was just we seriously. So his voice is still good. His voice is so good, okay. and he is on the Voice UK, and Stop. He, he's one of the judges. One of the judges, and he just for whatever reason breaks out into this Solomon Burke song, which I guess I forgot. Solomon Burke. I don't even know who that is. Sang this song. Don't. Uh, uh, Cry to me, you know it from Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah. right. he, he leans over to another one of the judges and, and he's like, starts. Have you ever heard the song? I, I think you'll hear that at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, he looks fantastic. What about you? You ever hear Cry to me? It's all my book. When your baby leaves you all alone, David, yes, it's on. And nobody calls you on the phone. Don't you feel like crying? Oh, gosh. Don't you feel like But the smell of her Boy, he's 80 years old. I know. Don't you feel like crying? Don't you feel like crying? Don't you feel like crying? Come he's on. great. That tried to be. Middle late. I'm so impressed. 
Julia. That is a full-throated baritone on that man. And really, in his mind, I think he's 40 and he sings like that. Oh, he sounds good. He He sounds great. Amazing. So if you get a chance to see Tom Jones, because we were like... We were like, oh, Tom Jones is going to be, we were not properly excited. And even though I, my parents love Tom Jones, it was the only American show that came on once a week in Japan when we lived there on Saturday night, we got the Tom Jones show from the UK. Wow. At like midnight. And I just remember begging my mom, please, can I stay up or can I spend the night at a friend so I could watch? A show in English. He does have some here. 2020 tour dates, oh, but they're does? in Germany, yeah, in Belfast. 2020 or 2021? 2021. 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're all in the UK, Spain. Yeah, because uh, anyway, just oh god, he's just amazing. Well, one of the things that I think is, and is, you do know that song. I do know that song. Yeah. What I think is kind of such a hit there, though, because that's the voice, right? Or is that the X Factor? The voice. Okay, so the voice here could use. Someone yes. of character, of 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 age, of well, of, remember the rumor was, was it was share. I mean, they need great. somebody because I'm so not interested in Joe Jonas. Yeah, and I'm so done with Blake Shelton, and yeah. I don't care about Gwen Stefani. Mm-hmm. And I think Kelly Clarkson, I care about. Yeah, but I feel like if they went with some age and some history and some get ex- someone, get somebody cool. Get There's a lot really, of cool people. There are a ton of cool yeah. people out there that are older that would just give it something different that could maybe get some eyeballs back on it again. I mean, because I really don't care about Blake Sheldon anymore. No, that's just when I was watching this clip, I thought to myself, I would watch this. I would this version of the voice exactly. I would, and if you had contemporaries that are all in their seventies or their eighties or whatever, it'd be so much fun because they have so many stories to tell. I mean, that is one reason why I did go back to American Idol when it was Keith Urban, Jennifer Lopez, and Aerosmith. You know, Steven Tyler. I loved Steven Tyler's little Bon Mots and his little stories and his little asides and his sayings. To me, he was like a Matthew McConaughey, like this guru wisdom. You never knew what he was going to say. And he would often break out into song and he could do that. Something different. Yeah. Because it seems so formulaic or formulaic or formulaic. formulaic. It really. Paging Barry Gibb. He would be amazing. He would be. I mean, yeah. Someone like that. And, And Barry Gibb. Chris Christopherson and and who's our pot smoking guy? Willie Neil, Nelson. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. <laughs> well, here Rocco picked a song. Barry Gibbs Greenfield's album is number one it's in the so UK. It's so good. It's good. It's on its way here, but it is number one the collection. And Rocco, what yeah, PGs what you, did you? Well, right now I got Brandy Carlisle queued okay. up, but I could I could also be tempted to play the Olivia Newton John. Well, let's guys, play them both. Okay, here it comes. This is this is called Run to Me with Brandy. Oh, I love this song. Good. Do we have time for one more, Rocco? Sure. Let me cue up. Uh, That's lovely. Yeah. So this, I think, was a duet between Olivia and Andy Gibb back in back the day. Back in the day? This right. is called Rest Your Love on Me. No, I 
Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, good. We gotta go to break. All right, thanks, thanks everyone. Jarko. We'll be right back.